Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On 95.7 The Game. Uh, get your uh, your butt over to 957thegameshop.com. Relevant t-shirts. DPOY t-shirts. They're selling like crazy. New items. Get on over there and uh, get yourself a... Well, I don't think you're going to get it by Christmas. But get yourself a New Year's gift. Get, uh, by the playoffs. Uh, yeah, by the playoffs. Exactly right. And speaking of football playoffs, here's a guy who knows a thing or two about them. As we get ready for 49ers Commanders on Christmas Eve, and then we'll get back to your phone calls on the Giants situation and more. But it is none other than the great Joe Theismann joining us here on Willard and Dibs. Kyle in for Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Happy holidays. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy holidays to you. I hope you're all staying safe. And, of course, being out there in San Francisco, you're not dealing with the stuff we are back east. No joke. Single-digit numbers are crazy. No oh. joke. Actually, uh, my guy Kyle here texted me this morning. Goes, we should bet the under on every game east of Denver uh, tomorrow. I mean, the, the the whole eastern half of the United States. This this is going to be. Uh, this will be some crazy stuff. Do you know every game, every game except the Minnesota Viking game tomorrow is outside. Oh, no. Holy smokes. We, oh, no, no. we did not know that. <laughs> every, every, I looked at it this morning. I was looking at it because I, I was thinking the same thing. If there ever was an under weekend, well, last night's game. Right. That's yeah. an example. Right. Yep. I mean, just that wasn't because of weather, but anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but uh, to let you know, Joe, uh, coming up uh, tomorrow in Santa Clara for the, uh, for the Commanders game, uh, 64 degrees and, and, and mostly sunny. Yeah, well, like I said, enjoy it because all of us here are going to be very, very envious back east, I can tell you that. Uh, Joe, we want to get into this game and these teams and all this stuff, but, but can I ask you a weird question right off the top because this city is going through uh, this Carlos Correa free agent signing that wasn't, and a big part of it apparently is because the Giants got freaked out because of an ankle injury from eight years ago and there's a plate in Carlos's ankle, and it seems on some level to worry about them uh, and him long term. So we suddenly thought of you. Like what? What that injury that you had? What? What is in your leg? Is it a rod? Is it a plate? What? What? How did they do it? I have nothing in my leg. When I broke my leg in '85, they had just started to they had just started to put rods in legs. So I have nothing. My leg healed with a which was called an 11 degree varus. It's a it's just I walk on the outside of my right foot. It healed about almost now. It's about a half inch shorter. But when? How old's Correa? Uh, Correa's twenty eight. I had a ch- I had a chance to see him at a signing. Great kid. But if I mean, 
these numbers are outrageous. Trey Turner, what, $360 million. He'll be 40 when this contract is signed. Who are the nuts that are signing these contracts? Well, who, who's, what ownership is giving this kind of money to baseball players who won't see the last four or five years of a contract? And if they are, it's not going to be productive. I mean, Joe, I, them. yeah, I don't think anyone disagrees with you. First of all, when you say who are these owners, his name is Steve Cohen. Uh, but, but – I would also well, I, that answers it. I mean, right. he's got the money. He's got the money to spend. But, I, but you know, I, I look at you know. You, you think Judge is going to hit? You think he's going to hit sixty-two home runs again next year? No, no? I, I, I guess my answer would be: Isn't this on the owners though? Because they've got this ridiculous arbitration system in baseball that disallows these guys from making what they're worth when they're in their twenties. So when they do get to this point, they, they have to kind of hold the owners to it and, and make them pay them till they're forty. And it's exactly like the NFL because we don't have enough quarterbacks in the game today where you see guys signing these $250, $230 million contracts, and um, you're, just, you know, you're just not getting the value, but you have to sign them because there isn't anybody else out there. I mean, look, look at where you are in San Francisco. Look at where we are in Washington. You know, Taylor's a, Taylor's a competitive son of a gun, just like Brock. I mean, these two quarterbacks are very similar. You know, they don't have strong arms. They're un- they have familiarities with the offense. They're smart guys. They're great gamers. Um, they play within the system very well. But, I mean, if you're going to put it on their shoulders to go out and win the game, I-, I don't necessarily think that that's the case for either one of them. The Niners have a, a, another quarterback out here while we're, while we're on that topic. Trey Lance, who got two starts his first year, got two starts this year, but got hurt early in that second start. You didn't start at all your first two years and then had five starts year three, six starts year four. How were you able to develop as an NFL quarterback on well, the bench? Well, Trey can, Trey can always try and do what I did, and that's return punts. See, I, my, I started my career <laughs> returning punts with, uh, with Washington, 74 and 75. I was a punt returner. I, was also, I also started the first seven games my sophomore year in college. I was the punt returner. So, you know, I mean, I just wanted to get on the football field. But you, you sit, you learn, and, you know, Trey, unfortunately for Trey, <clears throat> excuse me, when you get hurt, it sets you back more than you can possibly imagine because you're not on the field, you're not seeing things. The most valuable thing that could have happened to Trey Lance this particular year, and, oh, by the way, San Francisco only gave up nine draft choices for Christian McCafferty and Trey Lance. Keep that in mind. Yep. I mean, everybody talks about the Rams and what they do, but San Francisco, you know, John's done pretty much – the same kind of dealing to, to get where they need to be in, 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 a, in a very short period of time. But Trey's lost tremendous value in time. I mean, you know, he's two years away from being, you know, a solid starter. And I still, you know, I still wonder how good a thrower of the football he's going to be. Hmm. The, the thing, let's, let's move to Chicago where Trey Lance and Justin Fields have sort of been compared. Justin's at least playing football. He right. can look at himself on film. The coaches can sit with him and say, this is what you need to do better. This is a decision you need to do better. With Trey, you're starting over from square one. Yeah. Joe Thosman. Yeah. Fortunately for him. Joe Thosman with us here, 95-7 the game. Joe, I, I want to go back to your Brock Purdy and Taylor Heineke comparison to a degree and, and just sort of spotlight Brock. It's been almost three games that we've watched him, and I and I I gather you imagine how excited the 49er fan base is to see what they see. But I want to know what, what you see. Do you think this is sustainable, and, and, and where does this go next? I think it is sustainable. I think you have to prepare for a mistake down the road, though. 
I mean, everybody's just, you know, going euphoric. Well, Rock, look at what he's doing. Look what he's doing. Kyle Shanahan, to me, uh, if he isn't the best play caller in football, he's in the top two or three. I just, I've always, I've always appreciated Kyle's approach to the game. The San Francisco 49ers are a unique football team. They're 48% run, 52% pass. That is, that is an, a 50-50 ratio almost in football today is not something you see. But that's the way this team is built. They rely on their defense. Uh, like I say, the, the way Kyle calls games, I, I love to watch, and I guess being you know who I did and what I did for a living, I love to watch Kyle call a game. I love to sit there and say, okay, what's he going to do next? To me, it's my own little game in my head that I watch. But I, I think you know the fans have to be prepared for, for Brock to hit a speed bump. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if something happens, if he throws an interception, if he makes a bad decision, it, you know, you just don't want to throw your hands up and go, oh, my goodness, look at this. It's all part of the growing process. You know, is he, is he going to be the guy next year? Who knows? Who knows who the guy is going to be in Francisco next year? You, you know, you're, you're counting on it to be Trey. But like I said, he's got a long road to go um, to be able to be able to start and be successful in this league. But I, I, I just I really like I really like what these two kids are doing. I like what Taylor's done here in Washington, and I really like what Brock. I, like I said, I think he is in the ideal situation with Kyle as a play caller. It's exactly the same thing I see with Doug Peterson down in Jacksonville with mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence's first year was an absolute waste under Urban Meyer, a wasted year. But all he all he did was play football and get a chance to look at some stuff on film, which was the positive aspect of it. Now he's got a coach. You know, you, you watch you watch that game last night as an example. The Jets kept trying to throw the ball down the field. The Jacksonville Jaguars, because of the conditions, they were running seven yard drags, little little plays out of the backfield. Play play callers can help a, a quarterback tremendously. The plays that are called give a guy to survive. Real quick story: When Peyton Manning came into the league, Tom Moore was his offensive coordinator. I remember sitting with Tom. We've been friends for fifty years. I said, what do you do with Peyton? He said, I want to make sure two things. I don't want to get him beat up physically or mentally because he's going to be our guy for the next 10, 15 years. And so if you have to, if you have to sort of put the future on hold a little bit, and I know maybe in, in this game today nobody wants to look at it that way, but if you want to build a foundation for a young guy, just don't put him in situations where they get beat up mentally and physically. Yeah, and that's the situation Brock Purdy's kind of in, and I yeah. I think part of the reason that people are so optimistic about Brock Purdy and the 49ers is because of how good their their defense is. Washington's got a pretty good defense itself. Is that unit good enough to to get them maybe a, a win in the postseason, even with Taylor Heineke at quarterback? Well, first they have to get into the postseason because you know they finished with Dallas. Who knows what yeah. you know? Who knows going to play in the next couple of games after this, depending upon um, you know what the positions are of certain football teams. Who do you want to look at? Um, what's your position? Do you want to rest people? Do you not want to rest people? Are you getting ready? All those questions come up. Um, I just think that our defense is playing the way it did two years ago. It, it is, it is, it's just like San Francisco. These are two very mirrored teams. You know, we want to run the football. You know, with uh, Brian Robinson's just been absolutely an unbelievable comeback. What a story that is. Yeah. Kid getting shot. Uh, Antonio Gibson is a great story, too. You know, he was going to lose his job. He basically lost his job. Then all of a sudden, Brian gets gets shot, and he can't. He's not available for a month or, or a month and a half. And then Antonio just steps up and, and says, "Okay, I can. I know what I can do, and I know what I can do." And he did a terrific job. 
But I think our defense, just like San Francisco's, is really going to be where it's going to be made. The question is, who blinks first? Mm. Who, makes the mis- who makes the mistake that, that gives the other team the opportunity to put points on the board? You can't believe, you know, neither one of these quarterbacks are going to play cautious, but you need to play smart. Joe, I know you like Taylor Heineke, uh, but that wasn't the plan this year. And let me ask you this. Should Jimmy Garoppolo be the quarterback of the Commanders? I don't see where I, I don't see where it makes sense because you know you're, I, I said this in the beginning of the year, you know you're bringing Jimmy in, um, you basically have a, 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 to a degree Jimmy in uh, in Taylor who's more familiar with the offense. You know Carson had to learn a new offense and all of a sudden he got hurt, and then they started winning. Hey, if anybody knows what it's like when a quarterback gets hurt and the other guy comes in and starts winning, it's San Francisco. Okay, yeah. when you know when Colin took over there, uh, so. You know, like I said, similar situations. Um, I just don't see Jimmy in Washington. I think Washington has to make a commitment. You know, they went out and got Sam Howell out of North Carolina. He's not a tall guy. I I think that at some point as a football team, you have to make the commitment to a young guy. We're seeing it down in Atlanta. We're seeing it in different different places where, in Pittsburgh, okay, we're going to make the commitment to the kid that we drafted. We understand there's going to be growing pains. Maybe we're not going to be what we were, but this is going to give us a foundation to work from to go forward. I think San Fran, you know, thank goodness Jimmy, Jimmy did what he did out in San Francisco. I don't think you'd be in this situation you're in now. Huh. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. There, there, there's absolutely no doubt with what he did in the middle of the year. Yep. Um, just, you know, saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm staying. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, nobody seemed to want him. And, you know, I, I said this in that Super Bowl. Now, you guys see if you agree with me. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe it was Emmanuel Sanders. I don't need to bring this up, and I'm sorry to all the San Francisco fans <laughs> out there, but I just want to make a point. If he hits Emmanuel down the middle of the football field against Kansas City in that Super Bowl, Trey Lance doesn't get drafted. Hmm. Uh, agreed. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers going forward in life. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, 100% agreed. I agree so and actually, I, I, I can think of a few other passes thrown in that fourth quarter that if he had completed, they probably okay. would have won, and he – and he would be—he would still be the quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely yeah. agree so, with you that. Know, barring injury and everything, yeah. So I mean, it's—it's it's funny how you know people say, "Oh, one play doesn't make a difference in a game." It may not make a difference in a game, but it sure can make a difference in a career. Uh, absolutely. Amen to that, really uh, Joe. Uh, thank you so much for doing it. And again, happy holidays, happy New Year. Same to you guys. Everybody, please stay safe. Take care. Bye. There it is. Best, All right, Thanks, Joe Theismann here on ninety-five-seven. The game. He's great. He's great. Joe's He's awesome. Re- I was expecting him to have a thought on the Carlos Correa thing. But, dude, he read up on it. He knew the contracts of everybody else. Totally. That was great. Well, and he's put off by them, which most ex-athletes are, and sometimes even just athletes from the other sport. Right. Where they're like, dude, so wait a minute. Like, $350 million, and the second you sign that deal, and this is why maybe the Giants got ridiculous cold feet, that's it. There's no guarantee. There's no Parag Marate like, whoop, actually three years from now, bye-bye. There's none of that. It's baseball. It's we're paying you till you're 41, and if the plate in your ankle goes wild, too bad. And so I, I say that I'm not walking back anything that I've said this week. This thing was handled absolutely ridiculously. I can't stand the cold feet. I can't stand the risk averse. I just don't know how the Giants build a relationship with uh, with their fan base, um, but you can hear 
from other athletes when they're like, good Lord. Like, so, you know, you hit 290 and we give you half a billion dollars guaranteed and and a football player, I get why a football player is so offended. They're out there getting their legs bent sideways every single week, and it's like we can cut you next year yeah. if we want. Yeah, it's brutal. It's really, it's really tough. It's brutal. So I think that's the one. If if I had the power to change one thing, I think that would be it. Every contract's guaranteed. Like, just here well, you go. Well, it's funny. We should change the word. If it's not guaranteed, it's not a contract. It's a, it's a it's guideline. A, it's an agreement. It's, it's a guideline. It's a handshake agreement. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, like there, you know, and I understand all contracts. Like hell, our contracts here are like that. You know, there are outs and different and all that stuff. Like everybody's got that, but the NFL man, the, the, the crazy thing about the NFL is plastered all over the internet. This person signs a six-year deal worth a hundred and eighty million dollars. No. It, it could be $180 million if he plays for the whole six years and plays well. It could also be 12. That's, that's right. one of, <laughs> it's like, okay. That's one of my favorite things is the smart football guy. When Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Jets for two years and $90 million, Yeah. And the immediate quote tweet is, well, got to wait and see the structure. Yeah. You got to wait do. and see. I would say, how much are guaranteed? Guarantees are what's important. Like, yeah, dog, we got it. Yep. Thanks. Yep. 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 Like, let us react. By the way, you you mentioned that, and I don't know if it was Freudian or what, but that's all over the place today. Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets after that performance last night. Like, hey, stop instant coffeeing. <laughs> let him grow yeah. and develop. Salah's point is not going to go, and I know that's what you're referencing. And for people who don't know what what you're referencing. Sala got upset earlier this week about all the conclusions being made about Zach Wilson, and he said this is the instant coffee nature of the NFL right now and, and saying basically that it's too soon to judge Zach Wilson. And the problem for that is he's actually got about as much experience as any of these guys who were drafted last year. He's got six times the experience that Trey Lance has. Mac Jones has played – probably a little bit more. Justin Fields, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, you look at I, I, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. Like, he had Urban Meyer. It's almost like you got to just ex- – he's already had a coaching change. Mm-hmm. The, the guy, he looks like he can't play. And so you can call it instant coffee, but I also believe Robert Sala will be in conversations about who their quarterback's going to be next year, and it's not going to be Zach Wilson – because if you look around that team, they've got a squad. They've got some good young position skill players. Garrett Wilson, hopefully uh, Bryce, uh, what's his name, comes young. back next year. No, 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 the running back, Hall, Brees Bre- Hall. Brees Hall, Brees thank Hall, you. thank you. Uh, hopefully, Bryce, he's a quarterback. Yeah, exactly, not Bryce, Brees. Anyway, he's going to come back next year, I hope. Uh, but they've got some interesting things going on there. And Sauce Gardner in that defense, man, that's elite. And uh, they're a quarterback away. And they've played four different QBs this year. And they're still hanging around in playoff contention. Jimmy is exactly the kind of QB that team needs. They don't need, I mean, you'd want, you'd want Mahomes or Allen. Anybody would. Mm -hmm. But with that defense and some skill position, like you can see it. The 49er assistant is running the show. Like they're trying to build the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And Garoppolo, that's got to be on the list next year for sure. 
Yeah, I don't know what what their draft pick situation looks like. I don't think they have anyone else's where they'll be picking higher. That's Detroit. Detroit could wind up picking in the top five. Yeah, but if and I'm the, the playoffs. Yeah, but if I'm the Jets, but, I don't want another project. Well, okay, but that's, I want but a that's veteran. What I, right. That's what I'm saying is yeah. they're not even going to have a have a shot to get a like. Trevor Lawrence, like, yeah, this guy could make an impact in year one. Tr- Lawrence didn't because the Jags and Urban Meyer were terrible, but that type of prospect's not going to be there for him. So they're going to need a veteran. And then maybe Mike White is their project. Maybe he's the backup and he develops for a couple years and they figure that out. But Robert Sala won't even commit to Zach Wilson next week. Right. Much less next no. year. And he's telling everybody else to give the kid a chance. You're not giving him a chance right. because he stinks. Right. And that's okay. You swung and missed. Totally. But totally. admonishing people who go, oh, my God, that guy's not good at football. I'm looking at next year's draft and the Silly. Jets right now. They do have they do have their first-round pick. Right now, they're slated to be 17th. Right, and they don't have but anyone do else's have, pick. No, no, they do not. They do not. No, the Detroit Lions are the team that's going to clean up in the draft next year because they're and- good – and they've got their own first rounder, and they got the Rams' first rounder, and the Rams' first rounder is really, really high. And the irony is, Brad Holmes, their general manager, came from uh, Los Angeles and the Rams. The Los Angeles and Rams. They are they are very, very good. They're six and one in their last seven on the backs of his two draft classes, which are all very good. Like and, he's yep. hit home runs in his two drafts. Totally. And they're going to have a top five pick and probably make the playoffs. Aiden Hutchinson looks great. Jamison Williams is back. Jared Goff looks revitalized. Kirby Joseph. Uh, all of them. All of them. So here we go. Uh, Grant Paulson's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, but circling back to uh, the giant situation and the question we asked and some people who want to weigh in on it. Uh, do you believe that the giants owe you something? Owe you the fan to speak this week or sometime soon. Interesting conversation that got going last night between me and the lovely Christy about what's actually owed. And what it sort of came down to is the idea of, like, the business has not, unless you bought season tickets and a Correa, you know, because of Correa, the business didn't pull the wool over your eyes. They didn't fake you out. They didn't do anything illegal. So you could say they don't owe something to you. But to me, that's too formulaic of a way of going about business because sports teams are different. You can't run them like a hardware store right. because there's an emotional attachment between your customers and your product that's kind of unlike anything else. And so it depends on how you use the word owe. Do they owe it to you? Not legally, not factually, but like emotionally, if you want to do this right, do they owe it to you? Something. Yeah. Uh, Robert in San Jose, you're on with Willard and Kyle Madsen. Uh, hey, Robert, thanks for calling the show. What are you doing? Uh, unfortunately, I'm working today uh, like you guys are, but uh, it'd be a short day. Uh, real Hell quick, yeah. in terms of what Eisen was saying in terms of uh, guaranteed contracts, if I had a young son today, I'd put a soccer ball in his hands, not a football. Those guys make NBA money, uh, <laughs> and you, not the toll on your body. Uh, in terms of the Giants, uh, the guy who left baseball 26 years ago, but uh, my daughter grew up with Logan Webb, and I know his family a little bit up in Rockland. Uh, Giants fans should be disappointed because they're operating like they're J.C. Penney's in a division with Amazon, Apple, and Google, and that's never going to work. Uh, those guys will just spin and spin and spin. They're just going to end up crushing you. And unless the Giants uh, decide they want to get in the arms race, 
I feel sorry for you Giants fans. Can I ask really quick, Robert, if I'm the so if the this. Padres are Amazon and the Dodgers are Apple, who's Google? Uh, well, the Arizona is not uh, quite Google, but they are seem to be willing to spend some money when uh, the time comes and uh, when it's needed. Yeah, I'll I'll say this. Robert, thanks. Actually, the Diamondbacks are not spending any money at all, but I will tell you. The Rockies signed Chris Bryant. They did. I'll I'll tell you what the uh, right after they let. uh, What's his name? Arenado Lee. Arenado Lee. So weird. Weird. They're the weirdest team. Hey, this beloved franchise player, (laughs) get him out of here. Here's Chris Bryant. I will tell you what the Diamondbacks are doing. Oh, they've got some prospects. They've got like three of the top 15 in all of baseball. So the Diamondbacks are going to do it that way, and, and, and they feel like those guys are coming. But prospects, schmospects, we'll see. I'm, I'm pretty sure they traded Dalton Varsho. Uh, I think that's a thing that happened. Sam, were, help me. They were going to. I know that's been rumored. Uh, Dalton... Varsho is a baseball outfielder for the Diamondbacks. Okay, they haven't traded him yet. Yeah, dude, I've never seen that guy make an out. (laughs) I know he hits whatever whatever he hits. I think he hit two thirty five last year. Didn't you text me last year about how that you thought he was super annoying, Dalton Varsho? No, he he has. No, it wasn't. It definitely Um, wasn't. I'm going to do a text search. I think you ripped Dalton Varsho to me. I I do think that. I know I've said he has an SEC quarterback ass name. Like Dalton is supposed to be starting for Ole Miss. That guy's getting anybody he wants after the game in Tennessee. Oh, for sure. Rocky Dalton Marshall. Oh, he is doing fraternity row and doing it well. All right. 888-957-9570. More of your phone calls. And also Grant Paulson, Radio in DC, Commanders Niners. Let's go. We're singing at 11. Uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Get ready for the playoffs also, by the way, with your relevant DPOY shirts, 95.7 The Game Shop. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Dot com. Uh, no, it is not. The, the, no, the middle candle is the Shamus. You don't, you don't burn that sucker. There's eight others. There's actually nine in a menorah. The middle one know, doesn't. Did, I know exactly. Did you nothing. know that? No, yeah. I didn't even know there was a name. And in the there are candle. menorahs where it's not in the middle. Sometimes all the way over on the side. Uh, my grandmother had one where it was all the way over on the side. Artistic. Yeah. But, but no, the other eight are the ones you actually burn. And tonight is night number six. So now, do you burn? So you start. You're supposed to start on the right. 
So <laughs> yes, you burn which, the first one. Which so, I'm still not doing so it you right. you have empty menorah. Okay. And then let's pretend the one is a, the middle one. Is that one there already, or are all the candles in there, or do you put the candle no, in no, the No, no, no. Like night one, there's the one in the middle that you use to light the first one over on the side. So you do light it. You light it to light the other ones, and then you blow it out. Okay. Yeah. And now do you- Some people let it burn, night, but- do you light, so you start with one, and then you light two the next night? <laughs> Correct. And then three the next night? Right. Okay, right. got it. Yeah. This it is goes, great. It's chronological like that. Okay. Right? The numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all mathematical like and everything. Kind of like our song that's coming yeah. up in 25 minutes. 25 minutes away, we sing. But right now, we talk to the great Grant Paulson in D.C. every single day. 106.7 The Fan, also MLB Network Radio. So, you know, we might talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, but first, let's get uh, Grant in here and talk a little bit about the Commanders and the 49ers. Joe Theismann was on a half hour ago, Grant, and he compared Brock Purdy to Taylor Heineke and said pretty similar situations. Do you agree? No, not necessarily. I love Joe Theismann, though. Yeah, we do too. Uh, Very good. Here's what's different. You got Kyle Shanahan drawing up late. Uh, (laughs) That's not the case in Washington. You got Trent Williams at left tackle. They ran him out of town a few years ago. Uh, otherwise, I guess uh, they both play quarterback, and you know they're both a little engine that good. <laughs> yeah, that San Francisco situation is really good. I mean, I get what Joe's saying, though. You know, stick aside, and you look at it, and, and these are two teams with really good defenses. Now, the 49ers probably the best in football. Washington's has dominated throughout this second half of the season, where they've turned their year around. Their defensive line, which is coming off of one of their least productive games of the year, frankly has been tremendous. So Montez Sweat and Deron Payne are alternates for the Pro Bowl and probably should be Pro Bowlers. John Allen's going to the Pro Bowl for a second straight year and could very well be an All-Pro. Uh, they lead a group up front that's phenomenal. So uh, Washington's script is, is similar, I guess, to San Francisco's with Garoppolo or with Purdy, which is to play D and to run the ball effectively and to hit some shots. The problem is their quarterback, Heineke, just hadn't been able to. You mentioned that defensive line, and I think their defensive line is going to give San Francisco some problems. But Chase Young also coming back. Are we expecting to see him on an every-down basis? Is he going to play 10 snaps, 20? What are you thinking we see from Chase Young on Saturday? I think somewhere between you know 8, eight and 12 reps probably, like a mm. maximum of 15 if they really let him let his hair down. And if it doesn't go well or he doesn't feel great, maybe like 7 or 8. I, I don't expect him to have a big impact. I mean, the story is larger just – that he's back on the field here locally, then that he's going to be a, a big you know, producer or, or impact performer for Washington. He has not played. He got hurt last year in early November, guys. And he had a ruptured patella to go with an ACL. And, and it's been a really lengthy recovery. It's been really peculiar. The team kind of thought he was going to play as far back as like six weeks ago against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And uh, he's had kind of this mental block from what I can gather that it's been hard to get over, uh, which is, you know, not his fault. It, it, this is just a reality. So they're thrilled to get him back on the field. I think the, the best case scenario, their dream would be, you know, he makes a play, whether it's a TFL or he blows something up in the backfield, or maybe he comes free unblocked and they don't leave, you know, account for him and, and he'd get a hit on the quarterback. Something like that would be a really cool exclamation point to end this, uh, this paragraph of his book where, this recovery just lingered forever. Grant Paulson, 1067 The Fan in D.C. with us here on Willard and Dibs. Kyle in for Dibs, 95.7 The Game. We're getting ready for Niners and Commanders 
tomorrow. Uh, Grant, I also asked this of Joe, and I wonder what your thoughts are. People may not realize Washington was really close, maybe the closest of teams to end up uh, acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo this past offseason. It didn't happen. They end up with Carson Wentz, and we know where that is now. What is the future of that position in Washington, and uh, could Garoppolo still be a part of the conversation? Yeah, I absolutely think he could still be a part of the conversation. I mean, Ron Rivera got really upset when he was asked about that Schefter report that the team had tried to trade for Jimmy G, but then wasn't able to pull off the deal. Uh, you guys may remember in a press conference several weeks back, yep. he walked off the podium and kind of cursed about it and said, hey, you know, we wanted Carson all along. I think that was kind of an act and a show they put on to, to make Carson feel wanted which is ironic and funny because that was the night that Wentz played for the last time. He got hurt and then subsequently lost his job. I think there's a chance you could actually see Wentz, though, in this game. You know, as you fast forward, life comes at you fast. I think he's now on the precipice, if he doesn't play well, of being sat. They could go back to Wentz. If they don't do it during this game, I think they're going to go back to Carson Wentz next week against the Browns for the final game or two of this season. But, yeah, they're going to be in the quarterback market. I mean, Carson Wentz is due close to $30 million next year and is playing while healthy behind a guy last year that they told everyone they had to upgrade from wasn't good enough and who they feel like a backup. So it's going to be hard for them to tell or justify to anybody that they feel like they could pay Wentz and make him the starter. Barring, the only, the only thing that would keep them from being back in the market is if Wentz were to, say, come into the game against San Francisco and look okay, in a loss or whatever this week. And then, you know, the next two games plays really well. They make the playoffs and he plays okay in a playoff loss or something like that. Then maybe you could justify, hey, we want to see more of this guy. But I think they are going to be back in the veteran QB market and Garoppolo will be a name they'll be interested in. You mentioned Kyle Shanahan and his play calling, but you just discussed kind of the the commander's issues at quarterback. Is that quarterback issue their biggest problem offensively? Oh, for sure. Unequivocally, yeah, definitely. I mean, there are some concerns and questions still about you know, how good their coordinator is, to, to kind of your point on, on Scott Turner. like I think most of us know you don't have Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or, or Kevin O'Connell or, or Mike McDaniel here, right, one of these mm-hmm. hotshot young head coaches. A lot of the guys I named actually were in Washington at one point in time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, this is not a situation where – you know, Turner is going to be interviewing for jobs and getting a head coaching job and being some savant in two years. Having said that, I think there's a conversation to be had that he's good enough, that, that he's fine, that he does a okay job. How could you ever know when the quarterbacks he's worked with are, you know, Alex Smith after his huge injury and, and Taylor Heineke and um, sadly the late Dwayne Haskins and, and, and now – you know, Carson Wentz, who struggled, and Kyle Allen, who's been benched by the Texans this year. Like, this is the list of QBs that have run his offense. So, yeah, they just don't get enough production. I mean, there's evidence every single week. There was a 27-yard completion this past week where they completed a pass on down the field on the sideline. Uh, that should have been a touchdown. It's just a designed six points. It's wide open. You get the right coverage. There's a bust. It's a score and it's thrown to the sideline, and Samuel has to stop to catch it and get out of bounds. And, you know, everyone claps and celebrates because he just got a 30-yard explosive, but it, it should have been six. And 
And those plays are just too frequent in this offense. Grant Paulson with us here from D.C., 95-7 the game. Grant, know you do a lot with Major League Baseball as well, so I'll ask the question this way. We are experiencing a week where the Giants fan base out here is livid with ownership. And that's not something we're used to. And so, A, I wonder what your perspective is just from the baseball side. But, B, an ownership change with the Nationals. We know what the ownership situation is with the Commanders. Would you compare these situations in any sort of a way? And what would you tell a Giants fan base that seems to be entering into a poor relationship with ownership? Yeah, so a couple of things. Number one, I think the Giants offseason, I feel so badly for that fan base. What a great fan base it is. And you thought you had Aaron or, I guess, Arson Judge for seven minutes. And and then <laughs> you thought you had Carlos Correa for a week. I can't even fathom. I don't remember anything like that in, in the history of, of baseball offseason and the hot stove. But, yeah, there's no other way around it. It's been a categorical disaster for the Giants. I mean, it has been a real debacle of the last couple of weeks. To your point, though, I, I would say that this is fixable. Like the, the relationship is right now going through a tough spot. But like you guys are a good couple. You know, you're owner and you, you're a good couple. You guys will get through this. Here's how I know that. I'm in a situation that is untenable, right? The Nationals don't spend money. Like their owners have essentially checked out at this point from what we can tell. They're trying to sell the team. This is offseason number three where the big move so far has been Trevor Williams in the rotation and Erasmo Ramirez back in the bullpen. And, and they're, you know, everyone's supposed to be excited because they claimed Jeter down uh, when he was DFA'd and they added him to the 40-man. And, like, that's their offseason. Like, they're, they're, their president is given $10 million to spend when their uh, payroll is basically $60 million when you take out what they're paying Max Scherzer to pitch in their division for the Mets and the Steven Strasburg contract, which is a real problem. But some of these, these examples we're mentioning, you know, I, I think this is indicative of kind of what happens when, um, when ownership uh, here in Washington, I think, and, and uh, agents have relationships, right, is you can make a call and get something done, and it gets real tough real fast for the front office executives. But you'll get through this if you're Giants fans. They, they got money they'll spend eventually. Look, the, the judge thing, you can't blame them for. I mean, they tried. The Correa thing is just a mess. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think that's all That's all well said. Uh, hey, Grant, uh, really good stuff. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you, bud. Appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, pull up the, uh, the app and hear you guys singing. Uh, that's coming up in 15 minutes, brother, and I think it's worth it. You're, you're not going to want to miss it. I got you. All right. The Odyssey app. There goes the Odyssey app. That's really well done. That's Grant Graham Paulson, 106.7. The fan in D.C. An Odyssey station. An Odyssey station. Yeah. Yeah, we're singing. We're singing in 15 minutes. Um, Even while, like, you were asking some of your questions of Grant, I was was rehearsing and looking at my little... little, uh, Finish that sentence quick, please. My chorus sheet. There you go. Your script. Yeah. Well, I don't like the word script. I don't like the word script. This is unscripted. Okay. This is our well-designed game plan to execute a parody song. No. Do you do you know that people think that when we do what we do that there's a script? There are people who think that. I I get that question not a lot, but but now and again. Clones. How do you know what to say? Thank you. Great. This is a great show. It is unscripted. 
and it is great. No, it, this there's no screen in front of us telling us what to say. Do you have a producer in your ear that tells you what to say? No. Yes. Are you reading off of the screen? No. No. Like I'm just talking. Yeah, we just talk. We're just here. No, there's a lay, there's a layout of like peeling back the curtain. We put together, you put together like an email the night before of like, hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'll chime in. I kind of like this idea. Dibs will chime in. I kind of like this idea. And then we have a rundown of topics and like direction, but. It is an extemporaneous piece right, after that. A, it'll be like yeah. Carlos Correa. Okay, next thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. That's, that's the extent of Exactly. The, exactly. So. Um, yeah, at least we'll that's s- how my run. Sam, the producer for the morning roast, yeah. does an extensive, very well put together rundown. Mine is like one page because that's all you guys oh, need. Do people not know that Bonte and Joe are puppets? Those aren't real people. <laughs> Sam is actually right, like Jim Henson. I'm, I'm basically, basically, the, I'm basically yeah. the brains of the organization right. on the morning roast. Do you mm-hmm. think there's a human being that would actually be like, I'm the king of Bay Area sports. Sam, tell me what to say. That's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who gave him that idea. Yeah. Like, hey, Bonte, you know, you're on that's TV a... a lot. You should pretend you're like the king of Bay Area media. And he's yeah. like, well, Lubman, I know that's really you. That's... It's like, it's okay, Bonte. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just for today, I'll let you run with that. Gave him the title. Like, I that's can't so nice. believe you guys thought those were real people. That's not real. He's a puppet. AI is crazy yeah, these days. Yeah, it is. Good technology. Am I right? Huh? Am totally. I right? Okay. Am I real? Hmm. Who's to say? It's the Mark Willard deepfake. <laughs> mm, well, obviously. Um, anyway, so we'll sing in 10 minutes. It's the last hour of the 2022 year on the Willard and Dibs show. So we're going to mess around and get a triple-double coming up here in a little bit. But I don't feel like I've gotten the full answer from you on uh-huh. our Correa question. Like, where do you sit on the idea that the Giants, as we sit here today, what do they owe the fans in terms of addressing this? Okay, in reality, I'm going to bring this back to reality and not what I – like the fantasy world where they come out and they go, yes, fans, ask all the questions and we will right. answer them. Right, right. Because that's just not – What do you want to know about in, Carlos's ankle? In, we'll in answer reality, it. Yeah. In reality, nothing, because that's what a team does in this situation. It's a little bit unprecedented to begin with. But it's not like John Fisher comes out after they tr- after the A's trade Sean Murphy and goes, okay, questions. Like, what? Yeah, no, we right. just didn't want to pay him in a couple years. Like, we wanted to avoid arbitration, right. and then, so we wanted to get something now and make it cheaper. Like, that just doesn't happen. You know, the 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 there will be a press conference, and at some point those questions will get asked. But the 49ers didn't hold a – DeForest Buckner trade specific press conference. Right. I guess I guess there the, was a presser after it, but not because of that move. The 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 word you hear is they owe Giants fans an explanation. All right. Let's focus in for a second on they the don't. word explanation. Sure. And how many times in history can you think of a press conference, and it can be anyone in sports, where they held a press conference to deliver an explanation? The PR disaster, in order for that to actually happen has to be epic the first one i can think of that popped to mind when i just thought of this like who holds a press conference just to deliver an explanation kobe bryant kobe bryant held a press conference and sat next to his wife sure and looked her in the eye and went i'm so sorry and delivered an explanation for something criminal not an on court i guess that's kind of what i mean like like I'm with all of you. 
I do think the Giants owe their fans some sort of information, some sort of thought process, but I don't believe they necessarily owe the fans what I think many of them want, which is an apology. Like, they want an apology. The Giants didn't do anything criminal. They did something very wayward. It was handled very, very poorly. Mm -hmm. And I think it underlies a larger issue with this organization, which is, A, they feel risk-averse, and, B, it feels like they don't understand how to create an emotional connection with their fan base slash customers. That is a huge problem. It felt like Carlos's arrival was addressing that, and then it ended up not addressing it in the very, very worst way you could possibly not mm-hmm. address it. That's a huge problem, and that remains. But none of that necessarily warrants an apology. I do think there are questions that need to be asked, mm-hmm. so those questions must be faced. Um, but do, do the Giants owe that in any sort of a time frame? I don't know. I don't know because I also think. Ideally, yes. Like how many people, I'll just give one devil's advocate for a second. How many people showed up Wednesday morning and went, well, Scott Boris is never talking to the Giants again. He talked to them today. Like They got on the phone (laughs) hours after Correa went to New York. Farhan called him and said, Conforto. Poof. So. I will also admit, are we overly emotionally reacting to what just happened? Of course we are. Yeah. We're right. Correct. But yes, we are overly emotionally reacting, and the Giants are not going to hold a press conference at a time where they are literally on the phone trying to sign other free agents and shoot themselves in the foot again by getting in front of a, a microphone and going, we suck at this. Right. We're terrible. We're trying to get Conforto and Rogers right now. They're online too, but we put them on hold so we can tell you how bad we stink at what we're trying. I mean. Oh, and while they were on hold, the Mets signed them. Right. <laughs> it's in New York again. Just in the middle of the presser. What's that? I know you want a pound of flesh. I do too. But That's not how it works. Not, yeah. Like I, like I said, ideally they would have come out and been like, our bad we messed up. We don't want to spend. We're sorry that, you know, it came across like that, but that's not we're risk averse and that that's just not it's not reality. I guess the bottom it's line not how is how it goes in sports. If they feel, and this is what PR people would tell you, if they feel like they don't have anything to say that's going to help you feel better, why would they say it? Right. right. And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating for us. We have it questions. Infuriating. We have questions, we want answers, damn it. Like damn it, we want answers. But if they know that the answers aren't going to satisfy you, why would they do it? Because it's only going to tick you off more. And I don't think they have the answers you want. The answer that I guess that they would give you, we feel very strongly that what we saw in that imaging was bad. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know if they can say that because that's like against the law. Like, yeah, they, right. yeah they, I don't they, even know right, that they, they can't. Like, right. I think that's their answer, and I they can't say that. Right. And then the stuff you want them to say, they either don't agree or they know it's only going to make you more mad. And if they say, we didn't feel the financial commitment was going to bear what it needed to, whatever. We weren't going to get the return on investment. Fans are going to go, who cares? Right. Like, there's no cash. Right. You are a billionaire. Right. And, 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 who and, cares? 
course. And and the questions that are obvious, like, well, if this is how you felt, why did this come up with an hour and a half to go? That's that's like that's my question. Right. Why did you take us on this ride? When you have Pete Patella in your front office, by the way, who right? Was with the Astros, well, Carlos Correa was there. I mean. Guy's literally named after attendant. He should be able to read a freaking imaging scan and get that thing figured out before we get this far down the road. The guy was house shopping. He was house shopping. I, like, so mm. that is never not going to be embarrassing. And and the truth of the matter is, as frustrating as this is, this is the one area where what, what Christy was saying to me last night, she's right. There's nothing that they can say right now that's nope. going to make you feel better about that. Nope. And there's nothing that they can say that's going to make it not embarrassing because they messed up. Yeah. On yep. one level or another, whether they're right about Correa's leg or not, on multiple levels, they messed up. They messed up the timing. They messed up the presentation. They embarrassed Carlos. They took their fans on a ride. And there's nothing they can say that's going to change that. Yep. So literally, yep. the only thing that would happen if they held this presser, I think they think at least, the only thing that's going to happen is now you're going to have another board of sound to rip them with. Yeah, instead of the cricket. I think that's what they feel. I think that's what they feel. Hundred percent. And so they're 100%. ready. They're ready to ride this wave of negativity silently. Yep. That's my. And they'll guess. answer questions in. Twenty twenty three. Whenever, whenever pitchers and catchers report and they have their first press conference. Um, your phone calls are welcome. 888-957-9570. We head into the final hour of 2022 on this show, and it is a complete open book. Wherever you want to go, you want to, if you've got a rant left, Giants related, Warriors related, 49ers related, anything goes. We will take your calls all the way up to the finish line at 888 888- 957-9570. But remember, when you call, part of your rant will be to give us a rating, 1 through 10, on the song that you are about to hear. And we're going to do it live on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 